0: Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries, Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this week's podcast. We thank you for those who have tuned in. We pray for those who are suffering with the effects of the COVID-19 virus. We pray for racial healing in the land. We pray that your word will go forward It will not return to you empty, it will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. As we prepare for another Independence Day holiday, I thought about the decisions that place control of one's affairs outside the influence of others. In the Bible, there are numerous choices to become independent that turned out to be disastrous. I look at Adam and Eve's outcome after eating the forbidden fruit as a step to independence. God had taken care of all of their needs up to that point, but by eating the fruit, they believed that they would become as wise as God and with that wisdom, independence. The unintended consequences of their poor judgment led to Eve having tremendous painted childbirth and Adam, he must now sweat out a living instead of living on God's provision. Both Adam and Eve were expelled from the Garden of Eden, completing their journey to independence. Another poor choice for independence in the Bible is found in 1 Samuel 8 when the Israelites decided that they did not want to be ruled by God's appointed judges any longer. They wanted a king like the rest of the nations surrounding them. After the death of Joshua, who had led the new nation of Israel into the Promised Land through a series of military battles, the Lord appointed judges to rule the land. Now Samuel was a fair and upright judge, but when he became old, He appointed his two sons to be judges over Israel. They took bribes and perverted justice, which led to the elders asking Samuel to appoint a king instead. Samuel was displeased with their request, so he prayed to the Lord. The Lord's answer is found in 1 Samuel 8 and 7. It says, And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. My friends, the kingdom of Israel would grow strong under the leadership of King David, which would make it look like getting a king was a smart move. However, after the death of David's son Solomon, the kingdom would be divided, Solomon's son Rehoboam would inflict heavy taxes upon the people, and the ten most northerly tribes rebelled. They chose to be independent and selected their own king. While two of the southern tribes remained loyal to the house of David, the divided kingdom would eventually turn from God, who would use the Babylonians to conquer and exile the rebellious Israelites for 70 years. In Luke 15, verses 11 through 32, Jesus tells a parable of the prodigal son. This parable only appears in Luke's Gospel and is the third of three parables about God's pursuit of the lost. Luke 15, verses 1 through 10 contains Jesus' first two of the three parables, the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. The word prodigal means wasteful with regards to money. While the end of the story is about forgiveness, the beginning of the story is about a young man's quest for independence. In Jewish society, the oldest son received a double portion of his father's inheritance. In this parable, there were two sons, thus the oldest would be entitled to two-thirds of the estate, while the youngest would get one-third. Normally, the estate would be settled upon the father's death, but the younger son asks for his inheritance right now. My brothers and sisters, too often young men and women think that they are ready for the world when they are not. But notice what this father does. He divides his estate and gives the son his share, which makes him independent. My friends, God does us the same way. He has given us the ability, the independence, the autonomy to misuse the free will we have been given. Folks, I feel like the United States has become the prodigal son, spending like there's no tomorrow, writing checks now that would be paid by our grandchildren. The prodigal son spent all he had on reckless living. When he spent all he had, a famine came and things got real bad. My Christian co-workers, the world would have you believe that, as parents, our jobs are to make sure our children grow up as independent thinkers, making intelligent decisions for their lives. But that is not what the Bible says. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Folks, the way he should go mentioned in this verse is God's way, not my way, or your parents' way, or your relatives' way, or the world's way but God's way. If you or your parents or your relatives were brought up using God's way, that's fine. If not, there will be a steep price to pay later. Deuteronomy 6 verses 6 and 7 teaches, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Now folks, I pray that we would make our children dependent on God's word, not what the world says. Be an example to your children by taking them to the church of your choice, not just sending them. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 directs us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. My friends, we need some direction as everyone is doing what they feel is right in their own eyes. God's word has given us a short list of three things we should do. They are found in Micah chapter 6, verse 8. It reads, He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but, number one, to do justly, number two, to love mercy, and number three, to walk humbly with your God. My Christian colleagues, These three things seem so simple, yet there's an ongoing rebellion not to do them. To do justly is to treat people in a fair and honest way, to treat them the way you want to be treated. This means racism has no place in the Lord's requirements. Number two, love mercy means we need to love to show mercy. Ask yourself how merciful the Lord has been to you, and if you are truly honest, you will begin to not just show mercy, you will begin to love to show mercy. Number three, walking humbly with God should be the easiest of the three when we compare our position to God. It can be difficult to stay humble when God is blessing your steps and Satan is planting snares along the path. Man has a history of starting off walking humbly with God only to forsake him down the road. Again, trying to become independent. My Christian citizens, our efforts should not be to free ourselves from God, but to free ourselves from sin. Galatians 5 and 1 teaches, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Folks, there is nothing you can do to earn or work your way to heaven. You cannot keep all the laws. I'm glad you're a good person in your own eyes, but that's not good enough in the eyes of God. The only way into God's heaven is to accept His only rule for admission, and that is to accept the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Anything other than that is you trying to be independent. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the free will to accept or reject the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for not making us depend on you, but for letting us choose to depend on you. In these perilous times, we put our trust in you, O Lord, Bless us for our obedience. In Jesus' name, Amen. I pray that you will continue to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for great ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. Or you can send your check to P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. You may also call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.